impact, income, and influence. Do you want the most powerful, actionable takeaways from today's episode? Go to actionbullets.com to grab the quick, easy-to-read takeaways that will help you change your life and grow your business. Or you can click the Action Bullets link in the description below. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for monetization strategy, sharing your message in a one-to-many fashion, and today, looking and feeling your best as well as everyone's favorite topic, how to get the date that you have always wanted. I am joined today by Kimmy Seltzer. Kimmy is, this is the best title in the world. You ready? She is an authentic dating strategist, confidence therapist, and image consultant expert. She is awesome. She has so much energy. Kimmy wasn't always this way, though. She started off as a frumpy divorcee in Chicago. Kimmy, how are you doing? I'm doing great now. I wasn't doing great back then. I'm glad like we're starting with my story. (laughs) Yeah, It's always great to start like when everybody was a hot mess. I mean, that's where people love training. Completely, completely. And you came on my podcast and we were talking about how like vulnerability in our stories bring people together. And, you know, I, it's funny when you were reflecting my titles back to me and it is a mouthful, but the honest truth is the reason why I am so passionate about doing what I do is because of my transformation and my story. And so, yeah, I mean, rewind. Wow. I think it's been now 18 years. I was, you know, living this traditional life in this traditional home with the traditional picket fence. And I was acting as a traditional therapist, right? And so everything was going on as planned there in Chicago. And I thought that was my life basically when then one day we all pick up as a family and we move across to here, La La Land and we land here and we do what all the other people here do get a divorce and joking. I mean, obviously there were issues, right? Going on in the story, but lo and behold, there I am in my new castle, not knowing what to do with my new life. Like the record literally just stopped and the life as I knew it stopped there too. And I have to say, I mean, this, this is really when I hit rock bottom and mind you up until then, I considered myself a pretty confident, happy person. You know, I, I, just kind of was complacent and thought that that was my life. And when something like that happens to you, like it can cause even the most confident person to not be and and all these insecurities started coming up. And I call it my black period because not only was it like a dark moment in my mind, but my clothes really reflected that. So if you saw me back then, I would not be wearing red for sure. Um, We were talking about colors. I was in all black and wearing clothes like three sizes too big for me. And I just remember one day looking in the mirror and hating what I saw. And and here's the kicker, because it relates to me being a therapist for so long. I knew up here what I needed to do, right? And I, I went to counseling myself. I knew exactly intellectually what I needed to do. I had great friends. I had a great support system. And I still couldn't get out of my own way. And it really hit me when I saw myself in the mirror one day. And I was like, dear Lord, what have I become? I even had the nursing bras on and I wasn't nursing any longer. I mean, this is how bad it got. And I had my Birkenstocks on. I was like, who's going to be attracted to me? But, but now looking back, I realized it was 
it was my shield, right? Like it was my black cloak to keep me invisible from you alien men, because I don't know what the hell to do with you guys. Like I, you know, I was like me go out, flirt, date. Yeah. Right. So I was using it as an excuse, keeping me like in my black clothes. So one day I remember getting out of bed, looking in the mirror, so fed up. I said, you know what? I'm going to just go shopping, shopping therapy. So I go shopping and what am I doing? I'm doing all the same things that I normally do. I'm getting the black clothes. I'm collecting them all. Right. But I think I'm up leveling myself because they're new. So I have a bunch of black clothes in my hands and this personal shopper, she comes up to me and she says, ma'am, I really think you should try this on. I've been watching you. And she holds up this red dress that looked like three sizes too small. And I said, that's so sweet of you, but that's really not my size. And that's so not my color. She says, honey, that is your size. That is your color. Try it on. Boom. <laughs> I call it my red dress moment, right? It was like, she hit me over the head with that red dress. And I came to, and I was like, you know what? She's right. I, I need to do this. I need to see and feel something different. So I slipped it on and I twirled around like Cinderella and voila, there I was. And I just remember like staring at myself and like, wow, like I have not seen myself in so long. And it was the first time I guess I realized like it was something like a visceral response I had in my body that, wow, there is a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner when it comes to confidence. It's not just all this like inner work and analytical talking stuff. Mm -hmm. What you portray on the outside is a lot of times what, what you feel inside. And so I bought that costume that day. I call it a costume because I still didn't believe it, but I, I was determined to wear it until I became it. So I went out into the world and all this magic started happening, right? Like new suitors began to come my way. All this opportunity started knocking on my door. And that's when I just loved the whole notion of the transformation. And I, I, from that moment on, I wanted to do it with every other person. And besides that, I was really obsessed with that, the show, what not to wear. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to do that. I, I want to do that for people in real life and not have to like win some sort of show to have that happen to people. That's, so that's where it all started. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty awesome. I agree. I think, I mean, I look back at like times in my life where I definitely wore clothes that were too big or like didn't suit me. I also, I mean, I've seen people do it. I've seen women who put on weight because they, they want to like shield themselves. They don't know how to handle attention from men or mm -hmm. they don't want that. Um, that when you're saying that, like, I've definitely seen people do that. I've also seen like, to your point about confidence. Um, I see this in sales all the time. If people are having a hard time in their business in sales, a lot of times it's because they're not confident and clear on what they sell. They're not clear on the outcome that they get people and dating's the same way. Like if you're not comfortable putting yourself out there, if you don't feel like you are a gift to the opposite sex that you would be dating, you're going to have a hard time showing that, right? You're going to be meek. You're going to be mild. You're not going to want to flirt. You're not going to want to have a conversation. And when you do, you're going to overcompensate going the other way. This is really interesting. Like I'm, I'm connecting dots in my head. So what happened? You started going out. You were like, okay, I'm, I'm now attracting other people. This is a whole nother world. Like 
how did I'm interested in what happened in your head? How long did it take you to change? And what's were some of the big roadblocks that you had to overcome? Because I'm sure there are people listening to this. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs have such a hard time dating. I'm sure they're like interested in okay, so you put yourself out there. And then what happened? Like, what did you have to deal with? Yeah, I was like, Oh, shoot. Now what? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, Got the costume, check, right? Putting myself out there, check. Now, how do I talk to you aliens, right? Like it, it was a progression of things that happened. And I always say that it is like a domino effect. And that's why I like to work. I kind of flip the script. Instead of working from the inside out, I work from the outside in. And the reason why I like that, it, it is the quickest gateway into making like shifts and changes. And that internally will help shift you. And so I use this whole um, formula. It's called the charisma quotient. It is the name of my podcast. It is hopefully the name of my book eventually, but it's the formula that I use to teach people where I feel that there's three ingredients. So the first thing is raising someone's style intelligence. Now that's what I had done for myself. And that's what I love doing for people. Cause to your point, it is about marketing and I work with a ton of people in business as well. It's not, I don't just work with singles. I work with people in all different phases of, you know, relationships and, and what they're trying to attract because whether it's love or business, it really is about the attraction factor and how you're marketing yourself. Right. And so the style intelligence is looking at your body language. It's looking at how you move in those clothes, your attitude that you have, the first impressions. I mean, those are huge because I don't care how much inner work you do or how much you learn about the trade of your business. If you're not marketing yourself in a way for someone to get to know who you are, then you're missing the mark. You're missing opportunity all over the place. And so this is what really excites me because honestly, there's not too many things in life where you can get that instant gratification and result. And so if you knew how to dress for your body type, what kind of message you're trying to send and also who you're trying to attract, if you just change some of the clothes and the way that you move through the room, I mean, that's huge, right? So then the second thing I work on with people is raising their emotional intelligence. That's the second ingredient. And that is, I mean, we hear this a lot, right? That's kind of a buzzword these days, but it, I look at it as how are you expressing yourself, you know, using feeling words, storytelling, you and I were talking about that on my podcast, vulnerability, authenticity, that is what connects us with everybody, whether it's in sales or dating. And then the third is raising your social intelligence. And that is your interpersonal skills, your social skills, your social, like just norms, like how, how do you navigate a room? And yes, that includes flirting. So flirting is a big part of my business. I have flirt workshops that I do all the time. I have wing gal sessions where I go out with people and I teach them how to do it because again, that is the first hit, you know? And when you walk into the world more charismatic and playful and fun and connected and present, that's half the battle right? And then it's all about the other stuff, you know, that, that comes with it. So that was my own journey. And I learned the hard way, trust me. Like I have many, many stories that came out of that red dress moment. <laughs> and, and I really put it in my little basket and I skipped along the yellow brick road and I'm still learning. Right. But 
I just wanted to take a short break from this episode and let you know about one of the biggest secrets I have found when it comes to converting webinars. If you have a webinar and it's not converting as well as you want, or if you're thinking about building a webinar and you wanna grab this tip, it has helped numerous people one of my clients, we actually doubled their conversion rate just by implementing this one simple step. And you can grab it at deathtobadwebinars.com or by clicking in the show notes below. All right, let's jump back to the episode. All right, so we're gonna, I have, I have a ton of questions. Yeah. But in order to keep with the storytelling and hear some of your skeletons in your closet, if you will, I want to hear, because I love, one of the questions I always try to dig in with people is what are the biggest mistakes that people made? And you've obviously made a lot to get here. So from that red dress moment, Mm -hmm. what is one mistake moving forward that you made with your wardrobe? Because I, I, if, do you know who Frank Kern is? Yes, I do. Okay. So Frank, if you guys are listening to this, you probably know digital marketing. Frank started off as a long haired hippie. He drove a VW bus on purpose and he rode a skateboard. He always talked about riding a skateboard because his whole marketing was driven towards trying to get those, you know, 19 to 25 year olds to invest in digital marketing courses. Then Frank got the bright idea. I have to change and sell to business people. There's way more business money in the business world. So over a course of a year, he cut his hair. You can watch this. He took off two inches at a time till he got short. Then he went with the cut, the comb over and he went from wearing a t-shirt <laughs> to a V-neck, then a V-neck with a sport blazer, then a sport blazer with a dress shirt, and then a dress shirt with slacks. You can literally watch the progression. He talks about it inside his inner circle. Like he did, it was very planned out. Oh my because gosh. It was like, how do I transition? Now we just talked about it from a business standpoint. What I want to know for you is, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people out there, I agree. You are, if you are not dressed well, and dressed well does not mean expensive or uncomfortable, at least to me. But if you are dressed well, you will attract a different person. If you're wearing, I had a girl show up once on a date in pajama pants and a t-shirt, and I just like literally was like cool, we're going to have coffee and like nothing against you. But if that's, if that's what you're going to show up to a date on, like life is not important to you. And how quickly did you get past that? Like that, that's really interesting, right? Like, were you focused on that a lot? Like during the date? Well, she just showed up and I was like, WTF, like, and she was like, and granted she was like, I I did say something. I was like, are those pajama pants? And she was like, (laughs) it's 10 a.m. And she was like, I wanted to be comfortable. And they weren't, they weren't like horrible looking, like flannel, like, you know, junk, but they also like, she put zero time. Like she literally rolled out of bed maybe put on like a, like, I think she was going, it was Vegas. Um, I uh-huh. think she was going for that. Like, I don't care, but I care. Look, yeah. like that. but anyway, I want to hear from your point what are, what is some mistakes that you made? Cause obviously the red dress worked, but then you probably went shopping and bought some clothes that didn't work. You tried to overcompensate. Maybe you fell flat on your face with, I don't know, wore something bad. What? And then I want to hear some tips for people listening. Like how do yeah. you shop? If you want to change your image a little bit, or if you want to look best, but people say like, I don't feel comfortable in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have such a good story to tell around that. Um, but before I get into my story, I just want to comment on what you said, because it, it really is true. I mean, to make a first impression these days, you only got seven seconds now, like even like 
a couple of years ago it was 30 seconds. Now it's seven. And probably with Bumble and Tinder, it's even quicker, right? Oh, so nanoseconds. Nanoseconds. Here's the thing that research says that in the brain, what's happening in those seven seconds is that people are making judgments and assumptions based on two things. One is what someone's wearing. And the second is the attitude. So that's your nonverbal, right? Like what's written on your face, your, your, just everything about your mannerisms, all those things. So like for you with the pajama girl, it's funny because she's memorable now as a story, but not in a good, a good, not way. In a good way, right? Not in a good way. So it could be a good impression. It can be a bad impression. And that's how powerful though, an impression is because it well, can stick with you. Right. So she was attractive. This mm -hmm. is the thing. Like she was, she wasn't hiding anything. She wasn't like she was an attractive woman. She just like, I would not no interest in a second date. Like if that's the way you're going to show up, like the judgments that I was making were you either were running late because you didn't plan or you didn't, you don't take care of yourself or you don't care enough. Like all of those things are negative. So like literally like we had, I maybe the whole thing lasted 10 minutes. Like I just didn't have much to say. Um, and she was kind of, when I asked her, like, are those pajama pants? She could tell, and she got self-conscious and I was like, that's uh. even worse. Like, I'm just not, she got, but then she got like kind of flippant, like, well, if I'm not good enough for you because I wear pajama pants, I was like, I didn't say that, oh my. but like, you're like the whole thing just downhill. It went downhill. Off a cliff. Um, yeah. Well, no. And that's the thing is that people and this is again, just like the research-based stuff, you, you will give a certain impression off based on your clothes on who you are in the world. So like what kind of clients you want to attract, what kind of person you are and who you want to attract and that kind of thing. And I find it so funny is that, you know, and I do these virtual makeover sessions and a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I want to find a really athletic woman. And then they don't look athletics in their pictures. <laughs> like I was, I was dealing with this guy and this guy, he looked horribly, he was out of shape. He was wearing these horrible clothes. And I said, and you're, you're trying to attract an athletic woman who's well-dressed. I said, you got to act the part, yep. you got to dress the part to attract that. Right. So it is, it's so powerful. And in answer to your question about like mistakes that I had made, and I think a lot of people make is that a lot of times people don't have intention with their dating clothes, right? They're running from a business meeting to a date. And there is a difference between your dating image and your corporate image and your mommy image and your daddy image. And we all have these different parts of us and, and we should be more intentional. And, and that's why I like calling it a costume. Because if you think of your dating clothes as a dating costume, you will embody a different energy. There's energy. And like you said, you'll look like you care. Most people are attracted to outfits that are put together, whether you're a man or a woman. And, and that's unisex. Actually, that's the number one thing that most people think is sexy is someone who looks put together. Now within that, there's different body types and style and signature pieces. And, and I get into all that. But like for me, when I first got my, oh my gosh, well, there's a longer version, but I'll try to condense it into answering this. The first woman that I met who was single, who was another mom, I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, there's another divorcee just like me, you know? And I, on one hand, it depressed me. On the other hand, it excited me. And when she showed up in the door to take me out on the town, I, I opened the door and I saw this like 
gorgeous blonde, you know, there's like a halo over her head, you know, and she was, she had this really cute, sexy top on and these skinny jeans and these little heels. And she like bounced when she walked in, she smelled like vanilla. And I remember hugging her and looking in the mirror and I, my gosh, Were you wearing I had black? my black clothes on. No, not only was I wearing my black, I had my mommy clothes on. I even think I had like spit up on still because my kids were still like young. I'm like, what the heck am I thinking? So I did not even think about changing to create a different energy and a sex appeal about me. So that was like lesson number one, dress the part, you know, and and I didn't smell like vanilla. I think I ran into the bathroom and put like the Febreze on just so that I smelled nice because I did not smell like her. So it was a big lesson for me. And that was a big dating blunder. But um, from there, then, you know, just moving forward into what I teach, I think that's the first thing is like getting into a dating mindset. And I love helping people put together what I call a date prep, prep plan. Like, how can you shake off your day within an hour and put intention into the energy and the wardrobe so that you go into the date being fun, being flirty and getting out of your masculine self. And by the way, that's both for men and women. You know, there's, there's a more, you know, right brain kind of feminine side for women that I love helping them embody when they pick out a different outfit, they get more in their body, they dance around, they, you know, like putting salsa dancing on, you know, just getting into that kind of, you know, energy, I would say. Well, and so that, that's the first thing is just the, the mindset, but I'll, I don't know if you have a question from there. I just, well, I mean the, the, you just touched on masculine feminine energy. The best thing you can do as a woman on a date is show up in feminine energy and look yes. good. Like you don't have to, by totally. look good, I don't mean look, look like trashy. You just have to look good, look feminine yes. and show up with that energy. Like I get that to be successful, especially in corporate America, you have to be more in masculine energy. But if you show up in that on a date, there's no polarity. Like just from a guy's point of view, I've had that happen. And it's like, I'm not here to have a business meeting. I don't mm -hmm. like, that's not, that's not why we're here. And you're showing up in that and it makes it like, cool. Like we had a cocktail. Okay, here's a business card. I'll see you later. Like that's not, so I love that you are calling that out and like helping people shift. I, some women, I don't, I don't think even understand that they get caught up in that, right? Like they're just like, well, this is now who I am. I'm powerful businesswoman. And it's like, that's, you don't want to, you, if you're in a relationship that way, it's going to be very hard to maintain it. Um, oh yeah. That's my thought. That's, I know we're kind of going down a rabbit hole that has nothing to right. do with, with image, but it is very, I just say like that's, I like that you called that out and you're giving women a way to, change your clothes, change your attitude, get into something. I'll let you take it back from there. Well, no. And, and I was going to say, really, this could be a whole other podcast. And this is why my flirt workshops have been so popular. I mean, I think in my last flirt challenge, I had over 300 women because it, it is becoming an enigma. Like what is flirting? What is feminine energy? Because to your point, women are getting very powerful in the workforce and there's this notion, well, I don't want to dumb down for man and I'm independent and all that. And, and guys love that. Like, that's not the issue or the problem. I mean, being independent, smart, successful woman is awesome. You know, most men find that sexy, but when you don't round it out with the receiving mode 
energy of being playful and fun and also loving the energy that a man can bring to you, right? Then you're shutting things down. And so that's why I love clothes, you know, starting with the clothes because it is something and it's one of the secret ingredients to flirting because if you do show up in that costume people will respond and by the way i'm not just talking about women i'm talking about you men too <laughs> like omg i can't tell you how many times i've done manovers where like guys are just like i don't know like oh you 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 women like look at this stuff you know like a lot yeah. of men do not you know like pay attention to what they put on and to me and to women, you'll hear all the women say like, gosh, if a man just shows up with some sex appeal in his clothes and he looks put together, we're like, oh my God, we'll mm -hmm. overlook a lot of things, you know, like we'll actually be more forgiving if you guys show up. So, so I, yeah. I want to ask specific questions because there, yes. I know there are guys listening to this and girls may go with guys first, because I think, I think you're, you're touching on it. I was lucky to grow up with sisters who called me out on it a little bit, but what, what do you mean for a guy to have a put together outfit? Because most guys mm -hmm. like they go and they grab one thing out of the closet and then they grab another thing and they're like, oh, they don't clash. And then they put them on and they walk out the door. So right. what should guys look for? What, what's a big mistake that they make? Uh, like a specific mistake and yes. how can they remedy it? Yeah, the biggest mistake I think guys make is that they wear things too big. That's huge because a lot of guys are into comfort. They don't like things that are uncomfortable. So there's an association that if they wear something that's more fitted or form-fitting, they'll feel constricted or, you know, a lot of guys will like, well, I don't look like Metro and all that, you know, like there's a lot of things around it and it's different for every guy. But the truth is if a guy has a nice pair of fitted dark wash jeans, for instance, and a nice button down, honestly, you guys are so easy. Like we're the ones that have a lot more stuff going on. We have the jewelry and the makeup and blah, blah, blah. If you just wear a nice button down shirt with colors that flatter your skin tone, but also you have to understand your body type. Right. And, and I think this, this goes both for men and women. I'm very scientific in the way I approach clothes. I'm not this like cookie cutter stylist from LA and say, Oh, just wear this. You look fab. Like it really is about your stature because if you're shorter and stockier, that's going to be like a different recommendation than someone who's tall and lean, you know? So it, you do have, there's variation in the body, but once you understand your body type and what looks good, then being put together is just that. And also I will say shoes, shoes matter. Like we women look at your shoes. We like, we love it. Like you could be wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And then if you have like these funky converse on or something that's just kind of different, oh, we think that's super hot. You know, cause it just, it, it has like, there's a style to you and there's an air of confidence about it. Even when a guy wears a bright color, like Steve, you're wearing a bright red right now. Like that takes confidence to wear. Some guys were like, oh, I don't want to be too loud. But that, that confidence has an association with sex appeal too. So those are just a little things. Obviously there's a lot more, but. So I have to ask two questions. So I showed up, I'm going to tell the story. Yeah. I showed up to a business conference, a men's business conference in uh, in LA. There were about 50 of us in the room, right? 48, I swear it was 48, like 45 of the guys are wearing black skinny jeans, uh -huh. Converse, yep. and a, like black v-neck t-shirt. 
And I thought that looked horrible, but I will defer to you. I don't, I don't think skinny jeans on guys look good or are comfortable. I don't understand why anyone would ever wear them. Um, if you're tall, it makes you look like, I don't know, like an insect. And if you're short and <laughs> a little chubby, it just makes you look bad. But I will defer to you because you're the woman. So my question is skinny jeans, yes or no? Hey, I just wanted to take a quick break from this episode. Are you enjoying the story so far? Would you like to know how to use storytelling and story selling in your business? Check the show notes down below or go to storyselling.how to grab my free mini course on story selling and start implementing this in your business right now. All right, let's jump back to the episode. But I will defer to you because you're the woman. So my question is skinny jeans, yes or no? A hundred percent yes. However, it depends on your stature to your point, And it also depends on what you're calling skinny. So well, skinny jeans versus tailored, like not, not like baggy, loose, like Jinko, like not even Jinko, but like loose fitting jeans versus like tailored. They look good. Skinny mm -hmm. is like skin tight. Like you had to jump into them. Right. Right. You know, because here's the thing that, and that's the thing there's, there's a difference between a skinny jean, a straight leg, a boot cut, you know, like if we're getting into technical terms, right. And I think, you know, the bottom line, what really looks good is something that is more fitted for your particular leg. Now, if you have a, a stockier leg, of course, like trying to squeeze into a skinny jeans and then you have like the bulges, you know, yeah. going out. like that's not flattering at all, but, but either extreme is bad. If something's too tight, that's not flattering. If something's too wide and that's, I think more the mistake that I see or like, oh my gosh, man, if you have acid wash jeans still and, or pleats, like, please call me because like, that is awful. <laughs> That's like the other side of the extreme. But I think you can never go wrong with a fitted jean. Like I am working with this guy right now and we're doing, um, I mean, he's, he's coaching with me, but the first thing we're doing is changing his profile picture. So I wanted to help him get a new outfit. I have this really cool software where I was uploading different looks. He's like, Kim, I don't know. Those look really like small, you know, but he's a skinny guy. He lost a lot of weight. So he's not seeing his new body. And so his jeans are just swimming on him. And the minute he put on the skinnier jean, he looked like a different guy. He looks taller. He looks more sophisticated. He looks put together because the bigger leg also looks sloppy. So it yeah. translates as sloppy, just like the girl with the sweats. That's how it translates yeah. to us. So, okay. My question then is if guys out there are like, okay, I'll give this a shot because yeah. honestly, guys are going to listen. If a girl tells him he looks good, he's going to, even if it's not comfortable, he's going to start to listen. Totally. How do you get people to start to get the mental? Because people always say like when they change clothes, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I don't feel comfortable in that. People are looking at yes. me or I know like a lot of guys, especially like, not, like I'm pretty skinny. But if I wear a tight fitted shirt, like I have a little bit of a gut, not really like it's just a little bit, but I don't, I'm like, Ooh, I would rather wear something that's a little bit bigger and not show that. So how do you get people to be comfortable switching like this guy, right? You're having, yeah. him, you're having him put on something that's a little bit more fitted. How do you get him to be comfortable and like comfortable in his mind and comfortable wearing it out of the house? Cause if he's not comfortable in a dating situation, 
he's not going to be able to talk to anybody. And that's what I hear. Right. That's what has been said behind the scenes. I, you've probably heard that, but yeah, I've heard guys say that like, well, I'm not going to talk to anyone because I feel so awkward and out of place. How do you, right. how do you approach that conversation? Well, this is why I like, I can't imagine doing this stuff without being a therapist, to be honest, because there's so many things that come up around this, you know, and this goes for both men and women. I mean, some people, grew up and they had body shame, you know, some people were criticized, you know, some people hate their body and any sense of attention around their body, they get really insecure around. So I think the first thing is, and this, no matter who I work with, I do like to have a little bit of understanding of their background, you know, and like, what do they love about their body? What do they hate about their body? I think we have to talk about our bodies first before we put the clothes on them. And I, I think once we understand where that kind of objection is coming from, like, oh, I could never do that. Then I can work with that. You know, if it is where they're like, I don't like things constricting me. And it's just like more of a fabric thing and a tactile thing, which actually a lot of guys have sensitivity to. Mm -hmm. It's really just teaching the different brands that are out there that are different than maybe what they have tried because, you know, gone are the days are the, of the stiff jeans. You know, in the 90s, we all just had one material and that was those stiff cardboard jeans. So if that's all the guy knows and that's the last time he shopped, of course. <laughs> he's going to want to put on the skinny jean, right? But the truth is, is that nowadays there there's like elasticity and cotton in the jeans and they're so comfortable. I mean, if you're into comfort, the bigger, like kind of the name brands are the way to go because the more expensive the jean, the better quality it is. And it's going to be way more comfortable. So a lot of it is just education if that's the objection. Now, if the objection has to do with, well, I don't like being seen and going back to my story, that was my issue. Like I was petrified in having a man actually see me. It's like, I wanted it, but I really didn't. So it was more of an excuse. Right. And so, so for the women out there, how did you overcome that? How did you, cause that's a journey. It is a journey. And this is why I like working from the outside in. I will answer this actually with a story and then I'll go into the why, because like I was working with this woman and after talking with her, before we went into the store, she was saying how much she just hated her body and she had all these insecurities and she hadn't dated in 25 years. So this was a significant case. Now, before we walked into the store, she's like, Kimmy, there's something I have to tell you. I didn't share with you. I said, what's that? She said, I cover all my mirrors at home. I said, oh, wow. She's like, yeah, I haven't looked at myself in 25 years. I don't know if I can go into that store. Now, if I was a therapist, I probably would have sat down and did like all this like cognitive behavior therapy on her and done all this inner work and blah, blah. That is not what she needed. She needed evidence of seeing herself in a whole different way. And mm -hmm. the quickest way to do that was new clothes. So I held her hand. We went into the store. I said, I want you to try this jacket on and I want you to try these boots on. And I just want you to give me five in the mirror, just five seconds. That's all I want. So she does it. She twirls around and it's like three, four, five, six, seven. Like she just, and she just kept staring at herself and the tears are running down her cheeks. And she's like, I've never seen myself so beautiful. I can't believe this. And it, again, it was that visceral response, just like my red dress. So 
from there, I created a monster, just so you know. She was changing with the door open. She was skipping through the store. We got her a whole new wardrobe. We did a photo shoot. We went and did a wing gal session. And from there, she went online and she found herself a boyfriend. So it is a domino effect. But I think for people who have those like insecurities and like, I'm not going to wear this, there is a marination process with it. But that's why I like helping people through that. It's practice and just breaking a habit and patterns. That's all it is. That's, I mean, it is, I agree. It is just breaking patterns. And like, I, I don't know that I have the answer to it, but I just would think like, would I tell people when they're uncomfortable with business? I'm like, picture who, who do you like in business? I ask them. And then I just say, picture you're that person and you're acting as that person Act that gets as you if. out the door. Mm -hmm that gets you started. If you like, I mean, one guy told me like Steve Jobs and he could like quote the movie to me. And I said, just pretend that, like pretend you are that for the time that you're there. Like just, he was nervous about going to, I always teach people to go to meetups to meet people and network. I'm like, go, like you can do that and just pretend you're Steve Jobs. Like it, it had nothing to do with what he looked like, but I would think it would work the same. You it's, took her in, you got her yes. dressed. Like it's exactly the same. Yeah. So Kimmy, we might have you back for a second session because there are a ton of questions. Ah, okay. So we'll leave them on a cliffhanger, but I want you to talk just for a moment. If you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I need more. Tell us a little bit about the style guide that you have. The style guide is in the notes. You can click on it. Tell us what it is and why they should need it. Yeah. And, and actually that was one of the steps that I was going to say, like everybody can do a closet audit right now and just kind of look and see what is working and what's not. And the first thing is to figure out what your body type is. And so what this guide is, I have one for women, one for men, the women, there are five body types and the guide goes over how to measure yourself. Now, I just want to be clear. This is not your weight. This is actually your bone structure. Cause every time I mention like measuring tape to women, they get all like, <laughs> that out of shape. right. And so it's about your proportions. And once you know what body type you are, the guide goes into what clothes flatter that figure and what clothes to stay away from. Now for the guys, it's a man's fashion manifesto because there's only three body types for guys. It's a little more simple, but then I go over other like tips and style stuff for guys like grooming and, you know, other things that guys want to know, but they normally just don't talk about with their friends. So that's, that's what's in the guide. Cool. If you guys want to pick up the guide, you definitely should. Um, Kimmy obviously knows her stuff. She has been around the block. She is here to help you. Kimmy, if people want to find you online, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to do one of your flirt workshops, where do they go? And then are the flirt workshops, guys, girls, both? Both, both. I'm so excited because now I'm putting everyone in the room together. I used to offer things like separately. I'm like, it's time for the boys and girls to be together. So yeah, no, the best thing to do, my website is KimmySeltzer.com, K-I-M-M-Y Seltzer, like the water.com. And pretty much all my social handles are at Kimmy Seltzer. But if you have a question you want to like ask me directly, just go to askkimmy.com and that's the best way. And then you'll be in my community and get all my goodies. And of course, my podcast is the charisma quotient that you'll get to hear Steve on. Awesome. Kimmy, thank you so much for coming on. This has been, it's fun. I love talking with you. Um, it is eye opening, And I think a lot of the people out there, um, this is something that they, it's always the question on their mind, but they don't know how to handle it. So if you guys want to 
get some help. Go check Kimmy out. Definitely get the style guide. If you want her to come on again, reach out to me. Let me know. We will have her on for a second round. Get some more questions answered. Kimmy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. As always, so fun. No problem. It is my pleasure. To everyone else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We will see you next time. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.